Hey, greetings, everybody. Uh, this is the Art Lexia podcast. This is episode 83, and this is Wesley Pepper, and I'm with my sister. Susan Gossi. Uh, so happy to be with you guys again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Thanks to all our new and returning listeners. Uh, last week's episode, in fact, the month of July has been quite a productive month for the Art Lexia podcast. So, much love to all the new and returning listeners. Um, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. Susan and I had a little moment over the weekend and we celebrated it. Uh, I don't think we'll yeah, share it. celebrating his birthday and he doesn't like to talk about it, but... Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was my birthday on Friday and Thursday. Another year yeah. on the sun. Thanks, Susan. <laughs> Um, and, and yeah, and thanks, thanks to all the messages. I got some seriously beautiful messages. Um, people shared some art, um, old photos. It, I was I was really touched. In fact, um, it was kind of healing. It was a very healing. It was good for the healing, which is the theme of yeah. today's episode. But before I get there, uh, yeah, man, just last week's episode, man. Thanks, Abdul uh, Amadatsi, for coming through. That was that was a massive. Uh, we 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 thoroughly enjoyed that. And I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, tribute to the late Bradon Matera, a real um, icon in the arts and the poet and the writing scene. And may his soul rest in peace. Um, yeah. Actually, just before, um, I actually saw there was another two actors that has passed on um, actually this morning. I saw on my social media feed. So, yeah. Not, it's, it's one of those times. So just before we um get it on um here on, ah <laughs> before we move on uh big up to Julius Patson from Harare. That's our producer. This guy is a monster, man. He's just and I mean that in a good way. Like um we got much, much, much respect for this brother. He's doing fantastic work for us. Um yeah, like um thanks, my brother. And um, yeah, check out his work. He's also on social media. You'll find him at Julius Batson and you'll find Wesley Pepper and Susan Course on all the social media platforms. And remember, just last before I bring in today's guest, just remember to like, subscribe and comment to this episode. You'll find us on YouTube. You'll find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify. And Spotify, yeah. Yes, and those are the, all the audio. If you want the video, like you're seeing today, you'll find us on YouTube. So you'll find us there. And uh Today's guest is a very special guest. Um, she's all the way from Jersey in the UK. That's just for guys that doesn't know where it is. It's between France and the UK. It's an island somewhere. I'm not too sure which is closer to France or the UK, but Helen will surely tell us. And um, we were talking to her offline about, um, we wanted to start this episode with a healing exercise, a breathing. <laughs> Sorry. So Ellen, can you just, yeah, can you just sort of take your lead from there and um, we will jump into the episode after that. Sure. Well, first of all, thanks very much for inviting me again. Um, I think the first time I met you, Wesley, was in the Seychelles, yes. um, another beautiful island. And, uh, and then again, we met in uh, Johannesburg and, um, and here we are now with the lovely Caesar online together. So it's a great pleasure to be with you. And yes, a, a wonderful idea to start by um, focusing inwards and um, preparing ourselves. Um, so I would just invite you to sit comfortably, just find a, a, a nice relaxed position and uh, take three or four deep breaths. And as you're breathing in, imagine you're breathing in positive energy. And then as you breathe out, imagine you're letting go of any negativity or wasteful thoughts or feelings. Breathe in again. Feel yourself moving inwards to the core of your being, to the soul. Who you really are, beyond all the labels. We can ask ourselves, well, who am I? 
beyond all the labels. So just for a minute, sit with myself. And I adjust. And I empower myself with a different energy, something lighter. An inner freedom. As I gently release the old baggage. I feel myself shining, relaxing deeply. Feeling comfortable, physically and internally. I find a stillness, but it's not an empty stillness, it's full of energy. And it's from that silent point of being that I can radiate outwards. Okay, one final deep breath. And here we are. Back to you, Wesley. Uh, Caesar. Wow, what an experience. Um, thank you so much, Helen. That was grounding. I mean, I think it's so beautiful to breathe actually with an intention because we take the process very lightly. I think, you know, mm -hmm. the fact that we are breathing, it is so special and um, just breath is something beautiful, man. You know, which brings me to, we've just gone through COVID. Like, the, like I don't know what I think about COVID, you know, really because all I remember is the death that came with it, the fear. And you know, as you were saying, what are you re like release any negativity? One of the things that I let go of is fear. And um, because fear is a big thing for me right now, like it is, you know, and just that finding your freedom um, through this breathing exercise, I'm not even sure what I'm getting at. Like I'm, I'm just so moved. And um, I think society has dealt, is dealing with a lot of death, like the death during COVID, mm -hmm. the death during 1676. Like there's just these traumas that we collectively mm. have experienced. Oh, guys, come on. I'm just going on and on, uh, but please, you can spot me. Um, I'm just moved. So Helen, do you want to respond? To well, thank you, um, Caesar. And um, as you experienced, it doesn't take long. That was what three minutes? Not no, even that. Not even, not even three minutes. Not even that. It doesn't take long. Sometimes we feel so stressed, and we say, "I don't have time to meditate, or to stop, or to breathe, even." But it doesn't take time, and it's an investment. Actually, you know, those three or four minutes have focused us and energized us you know for the next hour or, or even more so I, I do this every morning and at different times during the day and to me it's it's just so important it's a it's a focal point for for my day and for everything I do and yes thank you for grounding us and um, and bringing us back to the harsh reality of, of where we are now in the world and um, you, you, you mentioned death just then, and, and of course there are so many deaths around us, but I think uh, what I would like to do in this talk, in this exchange rather, in this conversation, is to 
try to take us from somewhere to somewhere else, you know, from trauma to healing. And even from death. Now, just yesterday, I was talking to a dear friend of mine who's just lost her mother a week ago. And the pain, she's Portuguese. And um, the Portuguese people, I find, are very, very similar to the South African in, in you know, they're very um, feeling people. They've got big hearts. They've got a lot of Ubuntu. Um, and um, so she was sort of deeply suffering. But then I shared a few of my experiences of, of losing close people and particularly family members. And there had always been a moment very soon after that loss where there was some sort of sign or a dream or a signal something to tell me that that soul has passed on and is in a new life I mean I believe in that and um, and is happy and wants my positivity rather than my sadness and she suddenly told me she said well do you know that just after my mother died, I saw this little tiny blue light flying past me. And she said, I couldn't tell anyone because they think I was crazy. But she said, it gave me goose pimples and the most beautiful feeling. And I said to her, yes, believe in those moments. Take them as real because our spirituality, us, you know, is just something so vast and so unlimited. And we've hardly tapped into that in our very physical life with all these so-called realities around us. And she, she felt very relieved to be able to share that with me. And we said to each other, you know, when a soul passes on, that soul needs our strength, needs our love, needs our good wishes. And our sadness pulls that soul back and down. And of course, we can't help but grieve, we can't help but feel sad, but we can move forward from that sadness to something actually positive. So I think for me that that ties in a little bit with I think what today's discussion is yeah. going to be about. Yeah, just for the just for the listeners, man. Um, we really wanna we really wanna sort of unpack this because on this on this platform. Um, we've been dealing, we've been talking a lot about how artists have been uh, adapting to this uh, post-pandemic world. And we've been focusing a lot on the actual art itself um, and very little on like how, how this, uh, all these processes are actually impacting uh, uh, the, 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 um, the creatives uh, uh, self. And, um, you know, they say, um, you know, the healer needs healing too. And um, yeah, man, just to um, season myself as that actually quite quite a quite a quite a crazy few months. Um, lots of abstract energy flowing through. And um, somehow we've just managed to, I mean, since I with the PhD, we with my new company and the and the art um, and illustrations. So we've been trying to nail that out through our through our processes, but we felt that we should just actually just open this platform up and talk more boldly and talk more honestly. And uh, I'm sure many, uh, many creatives can actually relate to that. Um, and, just, and just for the listeners as well, like uh, we're just using a different account today. So there'll be like certain breaks in, uh, in today's recording. Uh, but like, you know, we'll, um, in the actual final episode, we will, um, we'll, we'll remix all of that away. So just, so just bear with us um, for that. And um, Ellen, like um, we just got like under about five minutes before we actually start this thing. Um, Let's just let's just let's just take it um, 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 sort of like to the beginning. Um, the artist uh, the artist has a really important uh, role to play in society as um, as a healer and, and somebody who makes life uh, or beautifies uh, and, and really changes sort of reimagines space, reimagines um, <clears throat> color, everything really. Um, Caesar and I was we talk about this constantly in the need for uh, more of these uh, uh, sort of cultural uh, uh, heroes, cultural uh, uh, soldiers. Maybe maybe use a more aggressive term um, because like politics has failed us, and in many ways even religion has failed us, and all these major institutions and all of them just demand money and time and so forth. And um, yeah, man, we just wanna we just we just wanna talk from that base, man, and and see how can um, I'm a creatives. So that's from everything from a musician to a poet to a painter, even to a, a, a film a producer, um, 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 
that's also quite a popular medium um, today. So we sort of wanna wanna you know you know wanna speak. How do we how do we um, how do we as creators where do we start? Uh, 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 how good is uh, this that um, that few minutes of of breathing really did it really works? I do it as well. Um, um, I've been over the over the um, over this pandemic or since the since the pandemic started, I started to uh, I started to get into that in a serious way. And I and I've also taken on also I've also started to concentrate on how my physical body looks. Um, I'm taking time to make sure that my physical body, you know, drinking plenty of water, eating healthy, um, um, and so forth and so forth. And uh, Caesar, do you have uh, do you have anything to say on that just before uh, we've got just about four minutes or so before we start? Do you have um, yeah. do you have anything to add on that? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you're right. Like, oh gosh, like there's a lot of breathing is so important because it's grounding, right? And just I was reflecting on my move from Joburg to to Kimberley and how much that takes from you, you know. Um, personally, because you are carrying baggage, we're always carrying things. And when we are met with the silence, with the stillness that um, Helen, you were talking about during the meditation, then it becomes a very scary moment because you're faced with yourself. Mm. Um, I don't know. It's And you grow into that because it's a process. I, As much as I'm frustrated sometimes, I see the beauty of just having that moment, you know, with yourself and really, yeah, reflect on who you are so that the whole thing of cons of stillness and Ubuntu, you know, uh, you spoke about that right now with the uh, Portuguese people. And I, I just thought, um, I'm, I'm really loving Adelia Prado as a poet right now. Um, because of that, they, you know, she's passionate. I wanted to read a poem because I find poetry very healing also for me to, you know, as a writer of, you know, as a poet, as well as the, a reader of poetry, I find so much healing. Um, that's why I was moved to read this poem by, you know, this Brazilian writer. Uh, because also poetry gives you the freedom for me. Poetry gives me the freedom to really deal with important issues like the idea, the concept of God and how Christianity, you know, sort of portrays God as this angry, jealous person, which I don't really understand, you know, and, and just questioning these doctrines because there's a lot going into religion. I mean, there's literature, there's, there's a plan for it to exist. And um, so I'm going to read. Uh, if you allow, if you don't mind. Go for it, my sister. A poem. Yes. A poem titled Consecration by Adelia Brado. And it reads Come, I will show you the bride. And she's quoting from the Apocalypse 21, verse 9, I think. It was at home. Mama was cooking. It was taking, I was taking care of the baby, restless because of the boy who was waiting for me. The baby is wet, I call. I'm going to change him. Mama shot me a look and I went to my room and tried on dresses to wear to the door and talk with the boy who whispered, I want to eat your legs, your belly, your breasts. I want to touch you. And he was in fact touching me, the way his soul shone through his eyes. Have you changed the baby? You're a strange one. Stop talking to your friends and listen. I began to cry, pleasure and embarrassment. He looked at my bare feet and laughed. The vibrations of the flesh sing hymns, even those we turn away from. Flutulence, he said in one ear. Yawns, he said in the other, the rhythm of pleasure. I was worried the whole time and so naive and naked, he added. A voluptuous woman in her bed can praise God, even if she is nothing but voluptuous and happy. Poor people understand that. Yes, like when they write on the walls, 
us beggars salute you, O God. He looked like an angel speaking of wisdom. Helios, I, I called him. Yeah, that luminescent, your body acting out your spirit. You learn fast. Praise be, O Lord Jesus Christ. He intoned from the bottom of his Christian soul, enticing me once and for all. Who is the Pope? I asked, anxious to receive the sacraments. Oh, Father who blesses us. And he called me cow as if he were saying flower, saint, like he prostitute. The imagery is yeah. pretty heavy, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's the imagery in the poem is pretty strong. Um, Helen, you have something to say? Yeah. Yes, thanks I mean, for listening. It, it, took me a little, <laughs> it took me a little bit by surprise, actually. Um, I'm just processing it a little bit. Um, but yes, there's a lot of messages in that poem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can we start off with a, um, you know, uh, 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 we want to, yeah, we actually want to be cool if we can actually include religion in this conversation. So, Ellen, like even your experience in in um, in working with meditation and working with with um, with, with healing, and I mean, you've been all over the globe. Um, you've been in South Africa. You you you're a real globe trotter. Uh, uh, so you definitely have a lot of insight into a lot of um cultural workers i mean um, um I, I remember that um that book you published um <clears throat> with all those exercises i forgot to mention the name of the book um some of those exercises were brilliant i've, I've actually used some of them here in essay um for a whole host of projects so 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 secretly so secretly so, so, you just start off with like telling us where does where does the artist start how does the artist take care yeah. of herself well, thank you for mentioning um, mm -hmm. yes thank you for mentioning um, the book, which is uh, Ubuntu, the Spirit of Humanity. Yes. Yes, and go. the aim of the whole aim behind that book was to help people to experience Ubuntu, because in fact, I lived in Swaziland for three years and something touched me very deeply during my time there. And I just wasn't quite sure what it was. It's something that had just grabbed me and when I went back to Europe, I was just deeply missing Africa and I couldn't work out what it was. And it was much later on that I actually heard the word Ubuntu and it was explained to me. And, um, and I thought, yes, that's what it is that keeps pulling me back to Africa and um, particularly to your, your part of Africa. And um, so it was the experience of Ubuntu that I wanted to impart through that book. And I think this is what art is all about, isn't it? It's about drawing people into an experience. And um, so I was just sort of thinking of, um, again, from your part of the world, this wonderful song and dance called Jerusalem. <laughs> now, yeah. this has touched people all over the world at a time when people were so sort of locked in and so sad and so rigid, etc. And suddenly people were dancing, people were together, they didn't have to touch each other so they could social distance. Young people were doing it, old people, nuns and monks were doing it. And it uplifted so many people. And whenever I listen to this song, it, it, it touches something me in me and it, it, it lifts my spirits. It gives me goose pimples. And, and this is art. This is what art can do for us. And just yesterday I came across this little video and it was someone, it could have been um, from South Africa, but anyhow, it was an African guy and he was dancing to classical music and it's one of my favorite pieces. I play, I play the cello and the music was The Swan by Sansong. And this young guy just dressed in jeans, he was on the street, jeans and a, and a top, just daily gear and he was dancing to it so beautifully. He was doing, he was sort of moonwalking and his arm was going up so gracefully indicating the swan. And for me, he was bridging the very classical music, which 
the younger generation probably consider a little bit stuffy and a little bit rigid and, and, and don't want to go towards. But here was this beautiful melody which touches me and this young guy dancing to it so beautifully. And I thought to myself, yes, um, this is art in action. And, and this, of course, is the meaning of art and the purpose of art, isn't it? Is to touch souls, is to touch hearts and more than ever nowadays. And um, what I'd like to touch on later is actually something that I came across um, recently just in studying meditation. I, I practice a, a type of meditation called Raj Yoga. So it comes from the East. And, um, and I came across this article about the 16 celestial arts. And uh, it's all about the arts of life. Now, you, you, we've just been talking about relaxation yes. and how that helps us to heal. And Wesley, you talked about the importance of healthy eating and yes. healthy life. And in fact, within that list of 16, those two came up the art of relaxation, the art of healthy living. And I'd be very happy to share some of the others, perhaps later yeah, on. Please. But it was taking me into the thought that art isn't just painting, sculpture, music, drama, um, poetry, although those, of course, are, you know, the essential probably expressions of art, but they themselves come from perhaps these so-called celestial arts which are the spiritual arts you could say and and perhaps the foundation of all art which we need to be deeply connected to i think if we're going to be able to touch souls through our art not just touch minds and touch the intellect but really touch souls because that's where true healing begins that's actually quite that's actually quite interesting um caesar yeah i mean you've touched on like um i love the concept of celestial art by the way i yeah, yeah. i think i yeah. I, I, I believe I, I use it you know I, I didn't know the term but also just the power of of music for example with the dancing actually yesterday was here at the tourist center in kimberley they had a, a mental awareness thing and um, people were just like dancing and learning martial arts, you know, balance. Cause I, I do believe it's all mind, body and soul. Um, but yeah, uh, that was really interesting. Um, yeah, um, yeah. And I like it, yeah. I'd like to add on with the, with the, with the, with the whole thing of uh, when you say celestial arts, um, I know that mm. one of the um, when you were saying that with um, you made reference with Jerusalem or with uh, with the dancing that thing really took off. It's, it's quite interesting that monks were dancing. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Because <laughs> the song is also very it's a church song, Helen. Yeah, Jerusalem is a hymn or something, you mm. know. Uh, yeah, it was an interesting moment, and it's even now started yeah. dancing. <laughs> and yeah. I went along just um, a friend of mine um, does art workshops for um, people of a certain age, let's put it that way. And she invited me to join in uh, last week. And so she first of all taught, you know, one of the sort of ballroom dancing dances and my feet were just going around and I couldn't cope at all. And then she said, right, let's go on to Jerusalem. And because I'd studied a few Jerusalem tutorials a few weeks Dorials. before. Yep. Oh, yes. <laughs> tutorials online. Many tutorials online. Um, <laughs> I was able to join in and I was just totally in my own world and yet with everyone. And I think that's that's the beauty of, of that sort of dance is, you, you know, you're, you're totally yourself, you're in your own world, and yet you're connecting with others. It was so beautiful. And there was a little old lady, she must have been in her 80s, and she was with us. This was just absolutely beaming. It was lovely to watch. <laughs> that's actually, that's actually quite, that's actually quite something. Would you like me to um, share some of these other celestial arts? Oh, absolutely, please. Um, um, I just was gonna 
I just want to comment on just a technical thingy over here, just to the listeners. We have a bit of an unstable network, so hence why the broadcast is just like sort of stuttering. So just for our listeners, just like bear with us on that. Um, Ellen, can you hear me? Caesar? Yeah, it seems Ooh. like the um, we just the line got dropped there, and I think that's a network issue. So unfortunately, it's not well. It's, it's we can't really do anything about that. But yeah, to the listeners, sorry about that, man. Those things happen from time to time. Uh, Helen, um, can we just pick up from what you were saying? You were going to share something with us. Yes, I'm not quite sure where we actually got cut off. Uh, we got cut off. We were we were talking about uh, Jerusalem as a dance, as a form of healing, um, and you were going to share yes. um, uh, uh, another part of the celestial healing um, process with us. Yes, I just thought um, because that came up in our conversation, um, I thought I would just share with you these some of the sixteen celestial arts, and uh, along with relaxation and keeping healthy that you both mentioned. Here's another one which I find really intriguing. The art of going ahead and inspiring others. Mm. The art of creating hope. The art of learning. Mm. You know, whoever thought that that was an art, but it is a deep art. It requires so much of who you are to learn something, to learn a new language, to learn the steps of Jerusalem. <laughs> That's an art in itself. Um, and another one, which I also found quite intriguing, was the art of changing waste to best. In other words, transforming something negative into something positive. And we talked a little bit about death, you know, probably just about the worst thing that we have to handle, the death of a loved one, but even transforming that into at least a positive aspect of death. And then another one here, the art of absorbing or merging. In other words, you know, things are happening around me. Can I just sort of step back and, and, and let that fall away from me and, and, and just go back to my own essence? And so, I mean, each one of these arts is a session in itself. Um, but I, I just thought it was interesting to, to look at art in a much, much broader way, which is very inclusive because it, then it means that we are all artists. Yeah. We are all painting our life story. We are all co-creating the dance of humanity. You know, we are all, you know, weaving together a beautiful tapestry of life and, um, and and children children get this you know children are into art before we even have to teach it they are creative and, and then somehow we start putting everything into boxes and yeah. um, and unfortunately they, they they can sort of not lose it because it's always there but their creativity is if it's not valued, then they, they, they're not expressing it in the way that they need to. So I think um, teachers have a great role in this whole topic that we're talking about is to allow children to express themselves in whatever way they feel and to guide that, but not suppress it or say that's wrong or you should be doing this sort of thing or another. Uh, and um, uh, and then we all become more rounded uh, and the, the healing process can take place if, if we are, are already have that sort of wholeness in us. And so I think it's, it's, it's a very broad topic, but uh, I, I, I love looking at art. I used to say, well, I'm not an artist, <laughs> but actually I feel I am now because art is about conveying so much more in, in, in so many different ways. And, and I love that celestial art, which is exactly what you're doing through these podcasts, Wesley and Caesar, is you are inspiring others. You know, you're creating hope. You're, you're helping others to sort of take up 
Thank you. And and I mean, what you're saying like resonates. You know, I I like also the idea of hope. I I think we need to be hopeful because of the children exactly. And like I noticed with my daughters, they sort of lose their confidence when they become self-aware. Like there's something that happens in that pro process of, you know, when you start being aware of yourself, that you, you, you like you shy away, you doubt yourself, you've got fear. But like, I, I'm just also wondering how do you practice these celestial arts in your everyday life? Like, literally in the morning you like any day what do you do how do you prepare yourself through these arts like just a typical silly day how mm. would you yes yeah for me um i'm part of a community um with, with, which practices raja yoga and the community is called the brahma kumaris and there are I know that there are centers dotted around in, in South Africa, and um, I've traveled around to quite a few of these different centers, and particularly in, in, well, in Jersey and in India and in South Africa and in Oman, where I lived for nine years. And, um, and we tend to sort of get together at different times, and Zoom has made it much easier, and have meditations and inspiring talks uh, and also every day we just like we listen to that poetry every day we listen to a, a beautiful teaching i suppose you could call it which is not religious it's deeply spiritual and it always carries some sort of message which you can then take with you throughout the day and and put into practice so this morning um, one of the main topics was honesty, you know, just what is honesty, you know, being really true to myself. Now that takes a lot of honesty and it goes back to what I said at the beginning about um, the labels that we mm. carry around with us um, from the minute we were born, you know, we were given a name, we were given um, a religion perhaps um and, and then eventually we have a job and we we have this and that and we have so many labels around us that identify us and if we write our cv it's our qualifications our exams we've passed and everything but if we could just put aside all of the labels and get back down to who am i in essence who am i and for me it was traveling to africa in my 20s, I spent three years in Kenya and then three years in Eswatini, uh, Swaziland in those days. And that's where I, I suddenly realized that there's a whole different way of living. There's a whole different way of looking at life. And what I loved was, was this saobona, you know, the greeting in Siswati, which I think is very similar in Sizulu and Bengali, yeah. etc. Sawabona, I see you. You know, who is the I and who is the you? But I used to feel it that these people were seeing me. They weren't seeing my color. They weren't seeing my whole baggage of my background because they didn't know me. But they were saying Sawabona, and I really felt it. Um, and it, it started to get me on the, the trail of self-realization to understand that I am a soul in this body and the real me is the soul. And I remember speaking to a friend of mine called Moses, who he'd been involved in the struggle and he'd come to Swaziland as a refugee. Um, he'd been brutally tortured by the apartheid regime and, and I got to know him very well. And I said to him one day, one day how, how is it that you even like me uh, and you trust me? And he said, I've got nothing against white people. It's just that there are certain people that have a strange attitude. And that really touched me deeply that he didn't hate the person. He just saw that there was a certain attitude. And I felt that he actually loved those people. He, 
he felt for them because he saw their suffering. You know, it was a joint suffering. And of course, um, Desmond Tutu has spoken a, a lot about that. You know, what a wonderful, wonderful soul. May he rest in peace. Um, but he spoke a lot about our combined humanity. And um, if I dehumanize you, I automatically dehumanize myself. So it's this um, getting rid of that, all the outer labels down to who I am. That's how I start my day. I'm a soul. I'm not just my parents' daughter. I'm living with my parents at the moment, by the way. And so I have to be very careful not to get trapped into the whole identity of, oh, well, I'm, you know, I am their daughter and therefore I have to act like this and behave like that and even be like that. And a lot of baggage came through that relationship. You know, there's a lot of all sorts of trauma that happens in families. And, um, and so living very closely with them I try to maintain my personal identity as an eternal soul that is originally pure and is it's like a diamond that's covered in dust and every day I have to do the housework I have to do the dusting of clearing the soul of negativity and false identities and just start to be who I really am. And so that's how I start my day. And I try to remain soul conscious as much as possible. And it is an art. Yeah. I've been very lucky living with my parents because alongside what I do to help them, I've created a little vegetable garden where I can just be myself in nature with my plants that I've all grown from seed and I'm now enjoying gratefuls of tomatoes and beans, etc. I'm with nature, I'm connecting with animals, I'm connecting with the weather even, and it, I find it deeply healing. I, I had no idea it could be like that, but it's just such a joy to go out in the morning and to water these beautiful, beautiful plants and to see them grow in front of my eyes. So it's the art of gardening, but it's also the art of getting closer to myself and connecting with the world I'd say in a different way and I think just the idea sorry Wes of being like uh, aware of what's going on you know sometimes we get so clogged that you forget to know how beautiful the sky is yeah man. Or beautiful flowers actually are you know you forget the nature um aspect like that whole community you know there's power in that I think I picked up a lot of that Ubuntu community and, and doing things together even starting a group thing in the morning you know affirming each other as a community I think that's powerful yeah yeah I was gonna say that Cesar like um, 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 that's something I think we can actually experiment with a bit more in the future um, because I love that Ellen like you know, um, I'm living in the inner city um, in Johannesburg for about give and take 10 or so, 11 years, there was one thing I found very challenging uh, 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 is waking up in the morning, um, literally just after you, you know, you, you use the bathroom, then, then life starts and it starts in, 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 in a very almost sometimes an aggressive way. So you don't even have, you, you literally just up and then you got to go and as soon as you leave your apartment, um, you sort of get caught up in this um, fast space thing. You to go. So you sort of, I think that like over time, you sort of lose some form of identity uh, because you mm -hmm. just identify with the fast paced life. And that's like a very generic and it's actually quite a, um, it actually eventually strips a lot away from the soul. I've certainly mm -hmm. experienced that. And um, now in this post-COVID world that we are living in, um, I've seen like, um, and we discussed it on this platform. So, so, so to the listeners, you can actually just go to reference some of the previous episodes, um, and and you'll you'll hear a lot of artists who actually spoke of once they just found that sense of self, um, you know, they centered themselves. They 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 saw that the spiritual ephemers even there before like a, like a fuel tank, it was actually quite low, and uh, you know, little bit by little bit, some, and I am saying only some you know, are filling it up. And, and, and I think you really put that in a very beautiful uh, 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 way.
way, especially like I use like graphics, all the other forms of art. Like I think I think that is so. Uh, yeah, because people don't, you know, people think art is just you know you just draw and you sell it, as mm. if that is just like one process which like summarizes our time. And I think that is you put it in a really beautiful way. Thanks for that, Dylan. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, man, I just I just I just agree. I think there's definitely um, a need for that. Um, like here in SA, we're now moving slowly into the spring, and um, that's actually quite a beautiful time in the morning to to to, to wake up because you have the birds, you have the blossoms, and it smells lovely. I think that's that's quite um, that's quite idyllic, and I think we can definitely do more of that moving forward. Nah, I think so. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, Caesar, you wanted to say something. Um, no, actually, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm just, like, the whole idea of how we are labeled also is that I, I'm just, like, thinking deeply on even how I raise my children, for example, like, what do I say to them? How do I influence who, the self, you know, the self, the knowledge of themselves? It's, thank you, Helen, this has been, like, for me, I'm, I'm, Yes, I'm really searching within myself. I'm learning so much. I'm, you know, mm. respecting. And um, it's a beautiful experience. Mm. Um, Thank you. Like and I think this, um, this a spiritual path or a spiritual journey or being part of a spiritual community, I think it really helps us to try to find more sort of meaning and to, to see the bigger picture of things. At the moment, the world, everything just seems chaotic. It seems things seem to have sort of lost meaning. And, um, and, and I find um, some of the things that I've learned through studying Raj Yoga have helped me enormously. And one is um, the understanding of the law of karma, or you could say, as you sow, so you reap, bringing back the gardening analogy, or what goes around comes around. And this has helped me incredibly to, like, for example, if there's someone um, that's doing something which I strongly object to and is really upsetting me and I, I can't do anything about it, I just stand back and I think, I don't have to punish that person or get upset about that. You know, that person will reap what they have sown. Whatever's happening to me now, in some way, I've probably sown the seeds, you know, positive ones and negative ones, and taking responsibility for what's happening to me in my life and really looking with that honesty. You know, this is happening to me, but if I look very, very deeply, I probably can find the cause somewhere. Ah, yes, it's because I did this or said that. That wasn't quite right. And so then I can get back and start undoing some of the things that I have done internally anyway, and then start sowing different seeds that are going to bring a more positive outcome. And um, so th this law of karma is, um, has really helped me a lot. And it's helped me to sort of understand that there's a sort of collective karma in the world. We're all reaping the fruits of some awful seeds that have been sown in the past, in a way it's sort of not surprising what's happening in the world now. You know, when you see how values have sort of slipped down a very slippery road, you know, and some for some people values are no longer even important, but they are the absolute foundation of our lives. And if we lose our values and start acting in ways that are against our human values, then the result comes bang straight in front of us. And we're seeing that in a collective way. And so this helps me to understand um, the bigger picture, as I said. And I feel also that the bigger picture is a cycle. And I feel we're going through a sort of final phase of a huge cycle in time and that we're going to come out of that. Somehow we're going to settle all of this. It's like a, an account that needs to be settled. We're deeply in debt because of all the things that we've been up to in the past that are now slapping us in the face. But in experiencing all of this, 
it's sort of somehow sorting it all out if, if we stand right back and something and is paving the way for something beautiful to come in its place. It's like if you have an old tree, um, you know, the tree was beautiful when it began. That little tree was absolutely wonderful. And then it grew into all its glory and beauty. It produced fruits and flowers, etc. But there comes a time when that tree has gone past it just like all of our bodies you know i'm also a few years older wesley had a birthday the other day but i also had a birthday quite recently and one sort of comes to terms with the fact that you know this body is not forever but the soul is and so i can say goodbye to this body because i know that i'm going on to something new and and more beautiful and the same i feel is the story of the world the tree is old, it's going to collapse. You can keep patching up and putting the bark back and sticking the branches back, but actually it's not going to help that much. We have to sort of have good oh, wishes for that tree. Ellen. It was wonderful. And then watch the seeds that that tree has been quietly dropping around its base. And then let's put energy into those little saplings that are starting to grow. So just to catch everybody up, so Ellen was just wrapping up um, on this analogy of using um, of our collective healing, um, um, I think is definitely the way forward. I'd, I'd just like to add a point on that with, with the collective healing, is that it's quite, I find this thing quite poignant of how uh, uh, certain energies in us, I'm talking again in the post-pandemic world, are just aligned because <clears throat> last week, <coughs> excuse me, uh, it's my sinus. Uh, uh, last week, uh, last week's guest uh, 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 was completely aligned. His, his, his thought process were completely aligned with what we were saying and how we, you know, how we are using the back garden or as a as a venue and, and then using the arts to sort of flush out all the negativity and then invite this um, this energy and vibrancy uh, uh, back into the house and to the participants, of course. And, um, you know, a week later, uh, uh, talking to, to, to Ellen, like um, how you are saying with this collective healing, like we are, Caesar and I are thinking of doing the very, very same thing. I mean, you are on the opposite side of the world, you know, it's even a different climate and then so forth and so forth. But I think it's really interesting how, how like, in sync, and it's making me think that there must be hundreds of thousands, um, if not more people who's on that same um, wavelength. So um, um, I think we, 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 we are like incredibly relevant and um, what, we are, what we are doing, it's, it's resonating um, across the world. Um, even a place like Sri Lanka, what's happening over there versus mm -hmm. where I was talking to, to, to my partner in some there. Yeah, man, I think, I think it's just this global uh, thing. And, and I, this, I actually, I feel blessed that um, we actually, you know, I have this platform where we can talk about it and um, and share our personal experiences and open up or try to create this uh, portal, in this case, a digital portal, which is a celestial portal uh, for <laughs> healing. And um, yeah, I just wanted to share that. So, Ellen, mm -hmm. um, Cesar, you wanted to say, do you have, do you have a... Um, well, actually, just to add on what you were saying, Wes, I was thinking, you know, and what Helen did with the stillness and the moment to breathe. For me, even the world is dealing with a lot of anxiety. Like everybody is anxious. There's a lot of mm. mental illness around and there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of noise, Helen. Like people are getting shot at Shabins. Like everybody wants to go where the noise is. Mm. And it, it, yeah, it's a frightening moment. And I wanted to find out, have we covered all the 16 celestial arts? Because mm. I know we've mentioned a few, but have we covered all of them? Well, um, I think um, <clears throat> what you're saying, mentioning them. Yes, I, I think one of the celestial arts is um, using everything in a worthwhile way. Now, sometimes, as you've just been saying, we feel just helpless. Um, you know, we, we just feel that there's nothing I can do and everything is sort of crowding in on me. But actually, 
if we really look at ourselves, each one of us is a huge resource. Now, what are our resources? Okay, I might not have a lot of money, I might not have a lot of sort of physical resources, but you know, within us, we, we all have talents, we all have qualities, we all have virtues and values, we all have connections. And this is just what you've been saying, um, Wesley, look at us connecting across the world to do something that's worthwhile. And each one of us has a network of hundreds, probably thousands. And, and for example, if you're using social media, something inspiring can touch many hundreds of people and that can just go viral. And so I feel that again, using the word honesty, I need to sit with myself sometimes and just look at this vast ocean of resources I have within me, um, mm -hmm. some of which have just been hidden. Um, that, that I can use in some sort of worthwhile way, particularly now. And there is just no such thing as I'm useless or I've got nothing to offer. That's almost dishonest because we are each unique with fantastic, fantastic qualities within us. And now is the time to start polishing the diamond looking deeply within and just see what is shining from me and, and what can I shine even more? And every single human soul has the ability to shine and share. And so I think um, that to me is one of the most important celestial arts is to, to look at my own individuality uh, and to look at what have I got to offer and then offer it you know, and take up whatever opportunities come um, in whatever way we, we have to be creative in the way we do things now. And sometimes the most surprising things come, for example, the other day, someone said, Helen, would you like to come to Iraq to do a workshop? Now, not in my, my wildest dreams would I have thought that I could be invited to go to Iraq to run a workshop and it's going to be an Ubuntu, what they want Ubuntu. <laughs> so interesting. can you imagine? And I, 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 just, I just stopped for a second because it was just total surprise. And then I just said, yes, nothing will stop me. I'm going there. <laughs> I have no idea what to to me. So I think, yeah, I think we have to be very open-minded, very adventurous, very creative and somehow make the most of this situation that we find ourselves into and transform it, but transform ourselves, of course. If there's any sort of barriers in me that's stopping that process happening, then let me look inside and I am responsible for my life and work on that and, um, and then bring it on a plate and offer it to the world. That's fantastic. I, uh... Yeah. Personally, I would, I would, I would, I would love to go and see the. I've, um, I've had a look at a lot of the architecture, and uh, mm -hmm. like just of, 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 of Islam, um, art, 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 and architecture is actually quite beautiful. Um, to be fair, um, there's some incredible temples there. That's something I personally would also love to experience, uh, uh, in my life. So when, when are you, when are you planning to go? The date isn't fixed, but it's probably sometime in um, in the autumn. Well, the autumn from this part of the world. Yes, so it'll be November, yeah. perhaps December. And what I love about running Ubuntu workshops um, is that at first people think, oh, this comes from Africa. It's got nothing to do with me. And then as we dive deeper, people feel the, the, the universe, universality of, of, of what we're talking about because it's, uh, it's, it's coming from the soul again. And I remember at the end of a workshop in Oman and it was with um, an educational group of uh, inspectors and one of them was the Islamic studies inspectors. And I was thinking, how on earth are they going to cope with a workshop on Ubuntu? And at the end of it, they were very sort of, you know, who does she think she is? And what does she think she has got to teach us? And at the end, they all melted and they said, but these are our values. These are our, these are the values of Islam. And that just made my heart sing. 
because I know that that is the truth. But when we get down to our common commonality, you know, our Ubuntu, it's in all of us. And, and, and this is how we could, this is what we all have in common. And this is how I find I can connect with people from any culture is by tapping into Ubuntu and sharing that with others. So I'm so grateful for what Africa gave me. It turned my life around. It opened my eyes. It opened my heart in particular. And it was the warmth and the generosity of the people I met. And um, going back again to art, I mean, my final day in Swaziland, and I remember just walking just around the little village where I was living and the little kids who I used to chat with every day, they wanted to give me a present. And what they had done is they had made, they, they, they gave me an Audi to take back with me. And this Audi was made out of wires and sawn off Coca-Cola tops and bottle tops and just anything you can find in a rubbish heap. And they had crafted it into this beautiful Audi. It was about sort of this big. Wow. And the steering wheel stretched right up and I could drive it. <laughs> and I very carefully dismembered it, took this, and I put that into my suitcase and I took it back and I showed everyone and I said, look at the gift that I got from these little children on the street. It's an Audi and they gave it from their hearts. I mean, it was just delightful. And so my, the memories that I have of living in your part of the world and the, that human warmth, in France, we call it uh, la chaleur humaine. It's the, 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 the warmth of the human soul. And that's something we must never, never lose. And that is the most healing thing of all is when you experience that collective human warmth. You know, of course you experience what we've been talking about, that inner warmth that, you know, one can feel absolutely wonderful in solitude and with God, of course. We haven't really talked very much about that, but that is also where I, where I take the strength, whatever strength I can is in that connection with God. But it's sharing that warmth with others. It's that interconnectedness, which I think is so important. And whatever we can do, which is, of course, what you're doing, Caesar and Wesley, to share that with souls. It's heartwarming and it, it deeply helps the healing process. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you, Helen. And I mean, you've reminded me that, in fact, Ubuntu connects us as it should, because Nabandu, and this is the one fact that we know, like it's the purest form of being. Mm. If you are able to just be human, just be what you're supposed to be. And I love what you're saying about, what can I shine even more, shine even more about myself? I mean, so that people can experience you better, so that there's harmony in the world. It's not that deep, you know? Um, so thank you for the lessons today. And um, I'm sure we can share the 16 um, celestial arts with the, with, the, with our audience, with our listeners on the YouTube page. We'll yes. put it in there. I yes. think it's beautiful to share that. So yeah. If yeah. you like, I, I can print it out for you if you like and send it as an attachment. Yes, yes, please, 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 please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, I just want to add on what Cesar is saying. Thanks a lot um, for that, Ellen. Like, um, I, you know, I'm looking at this 16 celestial arts already. And my mind is rushing with like the projects and ideas of how we can, how we can uh, 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 use that. Uh, I really love what you were saying about the collective healing, and yeah. um, and uh, that sort of starting your day off. It's definitely something I need to up my game with for sure. Um, mm -hmm. um, given that. Um, yeah, I mean, because these days I get this extreme exhaustion um, and I added a lot last week, in fact. And um, yeah, I definitely, I definitely need on a personal, on a personal level as well. So that was fantastic, man. Um, thanks a lot, Ellen, man. And uh, thanks, Isa, for the poem as well.
like uh, we didn't touch on that. Um, I thought the imagery was was lovely, and I know it's one of your favorite poets as well. I think we should actually have a talk separately on that, maybe in the future. I know, like yeah, but I also appreciate the space, you know, to be ourselves, guys. It's very important. That's what I'm getting for from this episode, Helen, to just be self-aware. Therefore, you are in control of how you react to things, how you interact with people uh, by just being, you know, able to be within yourself. And yeah, so thank you, uh, Mike. It was such a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, sorry, Ellen, final word. I said thank you. Thank you, both of you. It's just so easy and fun to be with you. (laughs) Yeah, man, I I just think it's a beautiful thing that like we can connect from a different part of the world. And like, you know, we don't talk every day, but yet we are vibing on the same thing. We're yeah. thinking the same thing. I think that's quite, that's an experience which you can only experience on the Art Lexio podcast. And <laughs> to all the listeners, please don't forget to like, subscribe and comment. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course, YouTube. And our channel is there. We got some really cool um we got some really cool guests coming up as well. Lots of art, lots of cool stuff, lots of poetry, all the cool yeah. stuff that, all the cool smart stuff that uh, is definitely needed in the world over there. So once again, Helen, all the way from Jersey, thanks for coming through. Uh, Caesar, final word on your side. Oh, no, thank you guys. It's been lovely. We'll see you on the next episode. And please engage with us on our social media platforms as well. We are trying out things. I mean, Abdul, um, and I will be hosting a an online gym session. So we're looking forward to doing all that yeah, kind of stuff. We're gonna kill it. We're gonna <laughs> kill it. We're gonna start a online, wow. we're gonna start a digital portal, which will lead to the celestial portal. And it's just gonna be dope. Everyone's gonna yield, everyone is gonna have a jam. You're gonna get that, it's just gonna be great. So never mind this high fuel costs and all this high nonsense. We're doing great things. <laughs> And thanks for coming through. Been a great pleasure. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Catch you next week. Bye-bye.